drinking my two dollar um fucking seven eleven coffee right now that tastes oh, like piss nice. water but that's okay because it's got bean juice in it and I'm ready to go go. Bean juice is not the same as water. Bean juice. Bean juice. Bean juice with milk. Some cow pus. Some what? Cow pus. Cow pus? That's milk. disgusting. <laughs> that's exactly what milk is. Milk. 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 <laughs> Welcome to your new intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey team, welcome to today's episode. We have a very special guest joining us today. Her name is Haley. Haley, say hi. Hey. Before we get started, I just want to do a little FYI for everyone listening. This week's podcast is a little bit graphic. Uh, We get a little bit deep, um, metaphorically, uh, about sex. Um, Glad you clarified. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just, I don't know. (laughs) So, So if you... Uh, feel uncomfortable at any time please just sign off that's totally okay don't feel embarrassed about anything this is a very open conversation um, that we are having and we really hope that you guys enjoy it and that there's no judgment that comes from this this is a very safe space safe space safe space welcome to the safe space (laughs) the first thing like one thing that I really want to mention about Haley and I is that we both grew up in households where sex is something that is just a very taboo topic Mm. it's something that you just don't talk about that just doesn't happen like and and it for me it affected me quite a lot Mm. how did it affect you oh Haley hugely like yeah all right where do I start so basically growing up I Mm. always from day one knew that something was going on with sex like I knew that it was out there but I knew that we weren't allowed to talk about it somehow humans were created we were created sex or not I don't know like for some reason there was just this absolute block between my parents and that word they also were just not hugely affectionate people so I grew up with hugs being two seconds long I remember quite distinctly I got to about six or seven and mum was like well you're not cute anymore so we don't have uh, affection (laughs) I don't like you anymore. Bug her off. And now that I'm sitting here being an adult, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I stopped being cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that little you're not cute. Fact, I'm not gonna touch you. Yeah. That I never saw my parents kiss. I never saw them really be mm. intimate with one another. So mm. I think that led on to their ideals of like, well, we just don't mention it. Don't do that. We don't see it. So I was left that when I hit puberty, I was just like, all right, well what's uh going on guys yeah everyone's doing this thing uh-huh. but what is it? what is exactly and to this day I remember so clearly I think I was about 16 and mum piped up and was like well <coughs> oh my god <laughs> is that what your mum was like <laughs> Woo! <laughs> breathe in my own spit anyway oh I love that um, but I remember clearly my mum was like all right, number one rule of the house now is if you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to move out. Are you serious? Mm-mm. And this was our first ever mention of sex. Of the word of the, sex of the or word, just in general? Just in general. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm diverging here, but, like, I was very lucky and moved around schools a lot um, growing yeah. up. But I somehow managed to be the one year that when I moved there they did sex ed. So oh, yeah. I, I went to three different schools where the first year I arrived, we all did 
sex ed, which was all about puberty and everything like that. So I'd yeah, come yeah. home and be like, hey, mum, this is what I learned about the female anatomy and just sort of was met with silence. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And the first yeah. thing that we'd ever talked about sex, no talk or anything like that, was number one rule, if you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to move out. That's crazy. You know, um, one thing, like in high school, mm-hmm. like with the word, like we wouldn't even say the word sex. It was called, instead of it being called sex ed, it was called roller coaster of life. Oh the roller coaster of life. No. A, <laughs> yeah. Watch out. <laughs> and there was drawings you got to colour in. Oh I remember God. I drew like a big purple dick one day and I was like, this is not how it should look. <laughs> but hey, a girl can dream. <laughs> a girl can dream. I just want a big purple peen. <laughs> um, but like even in school, like the word sex was not even allowed no. like in in my household as well the word sex like no one ever outwardly say hey don't say that word no but no. it was the way that we danced around it mm. it was almost like it was as bad as the f word or yeah. something like that and then the whole subject well that was just a whole other thing that like you know like the the way that I learned about sex was Yes, through my parents teaching me, which was um, how did that go? A very awkward conversation. And <laughs> oh don't get me wrong, I am very appreciative that my parents took the time to sit me down and have that little chat mm-hmm. with me. But oh my god, the way that it was described to me was completely like it completely warped oh my no. idea of what sex was. So like the way that it was described to me was that it was just a man and a woman. And the man, as normal, inserts the penis into the woman. And then that's kind of where the conversation ended. (laughs) So then in my head, I was imagining it was like in the bathroom for some reason. I just went straight to the bathroom. And I was like a man and a woman just standing, (laughs) like just standing front onto each other. And this guy had his penis just and was just holding it and was just like, almost like pointing it at the woman and she was just kind of standing there over it oh no just like standing there just like waiting for it to happen like (laughs) of course that's what you're going to imagine (laughs) imagine the small talk just like so let me just uh, insert this (laughs) oh no that's terrible at least at least you did sit down with your parents though like although it was uncomfortable my parents yeah decided that the appropriate course of action was when I hit about 13 was to get me this it, it's a great book but, um, yeah it's called girl talk and basically oh is one of those yeah. books that like tells you all about puberty and yeah uh, different feelings you're gonna go through and it, it really was a great book but like my dad came home from a work trip one time and he just had this book it didn't even sort of be like hey I got you this book it's gonna be a good read he just put it on my bed <laughs> <laughs> just slide it across the table i know and i was like thanks dad what's <laughs> this and he was like i think you should read i was like oh. and you, you of course get to the chapters about sex and all this sort of stuff but i was like yeah. oh i understand now what you're trying to do <laughs> i can understand what you're avoiding i was like we could have so clearly had a conversation and been like all right yeah. you're about to go this through a whole bunch of of changes yes this is going to be an awkward conversation to have with your parents but it could easily have not been an awkward event (laughs) yeah 
But like when I was growing up, I had friends who got that book. I think it's girl stuff. Yeah, girl I think stuff. That's what it is. Yeah, girl yeah. stuff. Um, I had friends who got that book, and that's all that they got. They didn't get the talk or anything like mm-hmm. that. Actually, I did have one friend whose mum went through the book with her. Oh, and I would have preferred good. that. Like from the two extremes, I would have preferred the person, like my parents, go through the book with me because, like, just having a very quick short oh my god this is so awkward where do I look do I look at your eyes when we talk about this sort of thing mm-hmm. instead of going hey let's go through this book and let's go through your booklet where you colored in a purple yeah. penis um <laughs> let's just make sure that you're not making penises purple <laughs> like I think like at the time at least I wished that I just got a book because and mm. you know but of course no matter what both of us you and I we both have been affected in the way that sex has been taught to us like for me because sex is not an open topic that we can discuss it's created quite a bit of a mental block and some issues with me with sex and Mm. then for you well it's created a bit of a kink now hasn't it (laughs) well funny you bring that up (laughs) and it is funny so for everyone listening out there We've known each other all the way through high school. Yeah. We went to different schools, but somehow we would just intertwined al- along the same road together. And yeah. where our paths diverged was that with my upbringing, it created this, as you said, this whole kink around sex and the secrecy mm. of it. And it, it mm. pushed me to do things that uh, if sex was a normal topic, I, I probably wouldn't have done. But it's oh, still like affecting me. To elaborate, or are we going to keep that a secret? There's, I can't say anything about public <sighs> toilets. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was 16, wild, and wasn't, as I said, rule number one Long of the house: if you can it. have sex, you can live on your own. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> wow oh dear, oh dear but um no regrets no regrets hashtag still life um live, love, love. and then you went down the path of it's created such a, a block in your head that's something that's taken yeah. years to get around yeah um which i find is just uh it it's such but, a fascinating thing how that upbringing can change your view on it yeah but at the same time like yeah well sorry because like for me and this is quite personal I spend my life trying to please people. Like mm-hmm. I just want everyone to like mm-hmm. me and I and I especially want my parents to like mm-hmm. me. I like will do anything for them, which is bad and I need to work on that. But because sex is a no-go zone with them, it's created like a bit of shame yeah. in my head going, oh, my God, if my parents find out that I do this, then I'm not going to be accepted by them. So yeah. then going out and having like casual sex with people or even like for instance I was dating someone last year and we were out we went on like a little mini holiday and he didn't want to want me to tell my parents that we had gone on the holiday because he's like no because then they're gonna know that we have we're having sex because they're just gonna add you know and then I was like oh my god, oh my god. right <laughs> oh no even though we're 20 and in a relationship mm-hmm. like yeah 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 which is ridiculous it is and uh, uh, coming back from that my my favorite point to bring up is that everyone's still so awkward to talk about sex and yet we yes. use it as an everyday form of 
entertainment of advertisement of a way of life and yet yeah still the ideals and the different ways that people communicate it are so archaic almost in the sense that we are selling beer by putting women in bikinis holding it Mm. and yet we still aren't allowed to talk about what is actually going on what's right in front of Mm -hmm. us we can't actually go what hey what is that let's like if if a kid saw that picture of a woman exactly in a bikini holding a beer he can't be like oh like why are a beard so big or whatever like it, even just female Naomi sort of questions mm, mm. like even it's being put right in front of you you like still feel uncomfortable in some element of shame to ask questions mm. and it's like why we, we should be like in general situations we're encouraged to ask questions but why is it that this topic this one we're not allowed to ask questions when it is something that we should be asking questions about because it's something everyone does and the only way to have a good sex life is to communicate like it's ridiculous because like I know that with all my issues with sex I think a lot of the time a lot of the issues would have been solved if I had didn't fear the shame that would come upon me if I asked questions or if Mm. I went and researched because even though everyone else was watching say pornography or you know buying magazines or whatever I was still terrified to even do my own research yeah just because of like in my head I would be shaming myself to do that wow wow yeah that yeah I'm a little bit messed up but we're we're fine now we're fine now we made it (laughs) yeah no and I think that's a totally valid point and what I I I always think back on my childhood and all this sort of stuff is that our generation is a, a new generation of the internet and now information is mm. so readily accessible that mm. our communication between each other and uh, let's say parent children relationships is not as it was for our parents generation like mm. our parents grew up in a time and I, I know my parents I can only assume from their <laughs> communication with me grew up in a time yeah. where again sex wasn't talked about and therefore it could be pushed under the rug because there was no access to information other than talking through your friends going into a physical shop and buying a physical magazine whereas now all it takes is type in the word sex into google and you can find out everything yeah but but when you do that whether that information is accurate or not for instance pornography Mm -hmm. like that's not what sex actually is and to be honest not everyone wants to do those positions that they're doing in pornography oh my goodness I respect pornography as an art form so much I think it's a great form of entertainment but just like those blockbuster movies life isn't exactly what it is on the screen (laughs) (laughs) but that's our education that's what if you haven't been informed by people like your parents or your peers that's what yeah. you turn to to be like, all right, what's sex? And you see yeah, these yeah. men and women and bodies all mashed up against each other in positions oh, that yeah. allow the camera to show a great visual spectacle, but yet, yeah, uh, human pleasure, connection, uh, trust, uh, enjoyment of oneself on both the ends of parties is just completely pushed aside in order mm-hmm. to promote that art form which it is it's a visual art form 
it, it isn't. And like when we discuss this, we want to put it out there that obviously we respect all sex workers in every way possible. Oh, hats off but to you, troopers. Hats off. The hats are off. But like I know that when I've seen pornography, like the women are just moaning and screaming and whatever the entire time, no matter what the man does, like she's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in reality, mm-hmm. and this is a confession, and a place for no judgment. They, but um, <laughs> I, I um, a few years ago was seeing someone who had done pornography and not just like the camcorder on the bed kind, like the actual, the actual show. Wow. <laughs> like, um, and this was it was a very short relationship after. Yeah, found out anyway. Um, and he. Obviously, he, the way that we interacted with each other in the bedroom, we'll put it, um, was the same as if it was a porno. And I can tell you now, it was in no way enjoyable for me at all. Mm-hmm. That, like in these pornos, they do no, no foreplay. No. And if there's no foreplay. <laughs> well, sometimes there is for the guy. But yeah, but not for the female. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like going off yeah. this, I'm going to go into a bit of a tangent here. But I, I now work, as you know, in a sex store where yes. um, I've been able to help other people become more comfortable with their sexuality and going into, mm. not sexuality as in who do I like even, but it's it, sexuality as a, as a, like person. just their sexual health like and knowledge and well-being. Yeah, like them in the bedroom how how they mm. and what yeah yeah and coming back to yeah. how you were describing porn the whole element of porn is based on on male and female viewers so porn yeah. it stemmed from the fact that men are visually stimulated the way that mm. I'm, I'm sure you know this but like the way that their brain is set out in the way that they uh, engage in sex is visual so that's why especially yeah. in advertisement boobs ass curves all of that is yeah. what's going to pull the trigger on men's uh sex drive and that that's what them. that's what their attention is drawn yeah, to like what, you will get their attention yeah. if you show that yeah. whereas female sexuality actually comes from not so much visual stimuli but mm-hmm. from physical stimuli so we as not a species but as a we as a, we are our own species <laughs> well, honestly sometimes it feels like it. yeah sometimes yeah but we as a people are scientifically more turned on by sensual touch by trust mm-hmm. by connection and uh, which yeah. biologically works in the sense that men in all animals are the semen producers and <laughs> Females are the ones that have to bear the child and are vulnerable. So they need that, especially as mammals, we need that male support around while we're in such a state of vulnerability, which is why uh, connection and feeling and all this sort of stuff is what turns us on as females. So porn is great for the visual stimulation, but I think we forget that when you're actually in an intimate act with someone, Mm. while visual is great we can play that up it's also about that connection and that trust between two people Mm. and it's what a lot of people don't actually understand about sex is that yes you can get your dick wet you can (laughs) pop it in and out like yeah you can get the job done but the difference between having sex as an action and enjoying sex is actually that communication with your partner which we are not taught about 
yet we're not told to communicate, we're not told to speak up if something doesn't feel good no. or it could be done better. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny that you mentioned stuff about connecting with someone. For instance, if like I can only get so far mm. um, without having someone with me, like as I need, I need an actual physical person with me to kind of tip me over the edge. Yeah, 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 sort of thing. Like I can't go, um, you know, I can only get so far. But like I had to learn that on my own. Like I didn't know that that was even a thing. Like even a kink that you could have where you need to be with someone to yeah. reach an orgasm or anything like what? that. And like I am, I've become like since knowing you and since you've worked in the sex store and the things that we've had in our like conversations we've had mm. in our own personal lives I am so undereducated about so many things like that like kinks and like um all that sort of entirely, stuff entirely entirely and it's something that I've actually had to like <laughs> I've applied for this job because I'd moved to a new city and was like excellent it's on uh seek let's go for the interview and yeah it was something that I hadn't realized how much of an interest and passion I had in teaching other people about about all the different aspects of it it's something that I've really teach us <laughs> teach us <laughs> teach us everything but, teach us about female anatomy well, teach us about like orgasms just go I am your student well, you are the master well, thank you <laughs> but like I'll just, when you bring up the fact that you find it difficult to achieve orgasm on your own 82 yeah. percent of women will find it difficult to achieve orgasm full stop 80 do you say 82 percent 82 percent holy shit yeah and there is and then there's 10 to 15 percent of women who while they physically can achieve orgasm it's it becomes that mental game and i think that's something that we've become so disconnected with with porn and things like that is that there's the physical act but to actually achieve orgasm which is not only the physical sensation of contraction but also the release of dopamine Mm. and serotonin in your brain Mm. It is about actually not only uh, taming the physical aspects of you, but allowing yourself mentally to reach that point. And Mm. like when you were speaking about how you find it difficult to achieve orgasm on your own, that's Mm. totally understandable when you go back to the basic uh, biological understanding that men are visually turned on and females are emotionally and and, yeah. connectedly turned on yeah a tip that i may have for you though is yeah when women find it hard to orgasm it's often the fact that we're putting the pressure on ourselves to to do it to do it to perform even if it's just for ourselves i know that yeah when i was discovering what worked for me especially with my current partner i've been with him for over two years now he is my best friend and absolute mate (laughs) ever he is is me mate he is me mate (laughs) but he has been so integral to sort of the journey that i'm still on with being confident in the fact that an orgasm unlike seen on porn is not Mm. for the other person it's for yourself Mm. and that when you have trouble and you put that pressure on yourself and when you're by yourself you're like why isn't it happening why isn't it happening should it be happening now should it be happening is this is is this this what it's supposed to be a really awesome tip is actually maybe playing around with the blindfold 
because oh. I, I know, I know. I only found this out sort of the other week and yeah. I tried it out myself, can vouch. Yeah. Because what it does is in your head, it removes that sense of self because yeah. your eyes, you can see yourself, you can see where you are. By mm. removing that, uh, of course, one sight, it hei- one sense. sense, it heightens all the rest of your senses. So like physical yeah. touch, sound, all your general sort of knowledge of where you are has to heighten. Yeah. But yeah. it also removes that sort of sense of self and the pressure that you hold on yourself. And what do I look like right now? Am I doing it right? Mm. All those sense those questions that are distracting you from the actual enjoyment of the moment Mm. it's something that I think that more women if they are having trouble achieving orgasm is that is a tip and a half (laughs) that is a good tip um I actually have my own thing like um because obviously I have issues getting to that point mm. in fact I don't think I've ever actually orgasmed maybe once wow. go that guy but like wow okay yeah yeah um but music having music on yes. if I can because if I have the music on then I can listen to like uh, and it has to be a certain type of music but like I can listen to the rhythm of the music and concentrate on that and then my body ends up moving to that rhythm and then wow. I'm concentrating on that and not concentrating on like oh like I need I need this it's time to orgasm now oh it's time it's time for <laughs> oh, me to moan oh. oh it's seven minutes oh oh <laughs> yeah are we gonna hit two hours like uh yeah yeah it is a little question that's such a good tactic so blindfolds and music blindfolds and music remove the sense of self and remind yourself that you're doing this to enjoy and not to perform actually i have a question Mm. when people come into your sex store Mm -hmm. are they asking questions and asking for toys mainly for themselves to use on themselves or are they asking for toys and questions about having with like for having sex with a partner like what is the most thing is it more for masturbation or is it more for general sex with other people Mm, that's a good question oh thank you (laughs) well so the people that we have coming into our store there's there's sort of like three sections there's the people that come in and want to have a bit of a giggle yeah there's the people that come in who know what they're after they know how to make themselves orgasm and they want a new tool to achieve that and yeah. then there are the people who have no idea and who are there because they need help because maybe they've never achieved orgasm. Maybe they've never really enjoyed sex and the whole idea of it. And maybe their friend or something has pushed them to come in. Yeah. And those are my favorite people. I, I yeah. Look, I love a lady on a mission. I love being able to help <laughs> someone who's like, I know exactly which vibrator I need to tip me over the edge. Mine's died. What do mm. you recommend? And I'm like, excellent. Mm. Let me show you. Yeah. But those people who come in who are like, look, I, I genuinely am at a point in my life where I don't think I've achieved orgasm before. I don't think I've really wow. in. I've had so many older ladies as well who have who have realized they're like, well, I think I'm missing out on something. I'm like, girl. Oh, shit girl you you are um but having those conversations with people and educating people I I love I love my job but back to the question I'd say that it's 50 50 with people coming in and looking for themselves or Mm. for something they can use with their partner because the store that I work with obviously does both and yeah um, 
it is really interesting helping people and helping couples especially enjoy their time together more because yeah as we were saying a lot of people just aren't educated I know I had to do my own research that wasn't just porn um yeah into how to actually get the most out of people and a lot of people come in for toys and I often yeah. actually take people over to like our bondage section yeah, oh. we also have a bondage section because yeah although the things that buzz are great yeah when it comes to wanting to spice things up in the bedroom with your partner often what people are asking for is how do I make sex better which is comes down to connection yeah yes you can have a, a buzzing cock ring or you can have mm. something that's going to stimulate you externally and internally but mm. when it comes down to the basics of sex it is reminding people that men are visual creatures and females yeah. need a little more so yeah when playing around with couples the idea of bondage does get a little scary but when you promote the facts of like sex is one of the most intimate acts that we can perform with another human you yeah. are the most vulnerable you've been you are the most uh at will of them that you'll ever be yeah well you like that's the thing like for instance my um best friend not you i'm sorry you are best wow friend, <laughs> it's okay i accept that I mean, your partner is your best friend. He's not my partner. But um, <laughs> he knows everything about me mm. except for me in the bedroom because we're not like that way yeah. inclined to, to, towards each other. Yeah. So when you're with someone in the bedroom, then finding out a piece of you that your best friend wouldn't know that your exactly. family wouldn't know sort of thing so I totally understand when you say that it's a vulnerable act a because vulnerable it is. Act. you're letting someone in that like you only let a certain amount of people mm-hmm. see this side of you mm-hmm. because you can talk about oh yeah I had sex with this guy and we did it in this position and blah 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 but they weren't actually there they didn't actually see you do that no you know it's just a story it's just a story and a lot of people when especially the couples who come in who've been together for a while are just like look it's it's getting boring what can we buy in order to spice things up I'm like well you've already got the tools just the two of you maybe all you need is to heighten that sense of communication and trust which is when I do go over uh, all different bondage play because I, again, did some research the other week about the benefits of bondage and sex itself is an act of communication and trust. Of course. When we bring in uh, restraints and when we bring in, as I was saying, blindfolds and we bring in different different elements, it requires Mm. going back to, I have to communicate with this person and even mm. if we're in like a, a, a sub-dominant situation, it's all about communicating with your partner, your boundaries, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And then playing around with different things and trusting that the other person is going to do that, that actually provides. And not judge you as well. And not judge you. That, that comes into trust. That's actually yeah. what's going to provide that emotional side of sex that's going to satisfy you. Yeah, as well as help you actually link in more with your body and be more in tune with your senses, which especially for females is going to help with achieving orgasm, which mm. creates the circle of sex um, with that emotional <laughs> side being combined with the physical enjoyment. 
Yeah. Do you um do you find that a lot of females come in and they are blissfully unaware of what they can do with themselves? Oh, so like, for instance, like what you can do with your clitoris and what you can do with your G spot and what even Ooh, is your G spot and how the hell you find your G spot. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Let's take you away from the bondage section store. We'll go back to the toys. <laughs> Let's walk on over to the vibrators. Welcome to the vibrators. I, my tip is that men are great, but when they learn to vibrate, let me know. <laughs> Until then, <laughs> we have something for you. <laughs> oh, I, All right, teach us, teach us. What are, yeah. like? How do you find your G-spot? What can you do with your clitoris? What is the difference? Like, All right, so going back to basics. Yeah, female anatomy. Female anatomy. Porn loves to tell us that there is a hole and you go in it with the the peen and then uh, (laughs) sounds happen and everyone orgasms and seven minutes (laughs) later everyone's just sweaty and you come in your mouth. (laughs) You high five at the end. You high high five, roll (laughs) up, put your heels back on and go back to work. (laughs) But uh, it's actually, there's a lot more complexities especially to female anatomy yes male anatomy but female anatomy so you've got external and internal stimulation going through the main erogenous zones of a female body you've got your clitoris as you mentioned which is the external um sort of the clitoris is an organ that goes around either side of your vaginal opening and it also continues up um behind you but we only have that little I don't want to say button, but uh, I was going to say, isn't it that little yeah, knob shape, that little thing. shaped thing that is under sitting under your clitoral hood, which yeah. is going to be the the most sensitive part of your body. It actually yeah. has double the amount of nerve endings that men do on the tip of their penis. Are you serious? Yes. Oh shit! I know, which is why a lot of women actually find this clitoral sensation overwhelming and painful. Because yeah. oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have friends that have said that like they can't like for instance oral sex sometimes is a bit too it's intense too because it, it's painful in that spot because mm-hmm. they go directly on there. Exactly. So that's not that's normal. That's that, you can have that, that is entirely normal. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you if clitoral stimulation feels yeah. like pain. Wow. Because again it comes back just to yeah, welcome. It comes back to females are, it's about melding your physical self with your mental self. Like I know for myself personally, sometimes, and with my dear partner, I'm like, look, today is not a good day. She's too Mm. sensitive. Don't Mm. go there. Or if you are, go around. Yeah. Um, There are other days where it can be completely receptive and I'm like excellent this is the spot this is the go zone this is where it's gonna happen and it's times like that where I'm like you poor males like you have to work out (laughs) what do you want what do you want communication that's what we want yeah easy peasy anyway we've got the clitoris that is going to be the most (laughs) sensitive um it's a great addition to stimulation 90 percent of women will only be clitorally stimulated and only be able to achieve a proper orgasm through clitoral stimulation 90 percent. 90 percent. yeah oh my god i know and it's something that just nobody really talks about no the fact that putting your penis in a vagina is not going to always allow someone to achieve orgasm so then how 
can you help someone achieve orgasm just by clitoral stimulation? Like, is there toys? Is there finger movements you can use? Like, what do you do if you want to get this graphic? I'm going to say that if you are struggling to achieve clitoral orgasm by yourself or with a partner, get yourself a solid vibrator. Like, I know that there are so many incredible online sites now. There are so many good stores. Like one really good store at the moment is Honey Bradette. You can go in yeah. there and they will literally talk your ear off about yeah. all these different products that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and just allowing yourself to invest in something that is going to be solely for your pleasure. Yeah. So that takes the pressure of it's scary going off. No, you're investing in your own pleasure. Yeah. Then just take the time to discover what works for you. Like mm. before bringing your partner into the bedroom or anything as I was saying run yourself a nice bath put on some good music (laughs) have some candles lit candles get into the mood girl (laughs) find some good porn that you enjoy and see what works well for your body because Mm. it's only through and not just porn like also sorry to interrupt no but like um like written erotica erotica any day of the week thank you yeah like there's so much entirely entirely and then once you discover what's good for yourself if it's something that you want to bring into the bedroom with a partner it's opening up that level of communication which goes hey this is what Mm. i've discovered Mm. take your time it's not a race i hate using the stereotypical it's not a race it's um it's a journey but it it honestly is, especially when you're struggling, because it is o- overcoming that pressure that you put on yourself. Yeah, that you have to you achieve have to orgasm achieve every yeah. time. And yeah. if you are with a partner, um, a way to s- stimulate while having intercourse is, of course, through different hand movements and through mm-hmm. externally stimulating the clitoris either by yourself or with your partner. Um, mm. But finding a small vibrator is not emasculating your partner if you're with a man or if you're with Mm. another woman it is not uh putting their skill down at all yeah (laughs) it is just give them a reminder that until you can learn to vibrate yeah (laughs) let me i know (laughs) this little thing here is going to help me so much yeah Okay, so that's so we've got the first external yeah, We've got external stimulation. We then got the G spot, which is yeah. that's the so we've got ninety percent of women who can only uh, come from I hate come orgasm. Yes, yeah, so do I. I don't know why I love it. I it's the word. I know C U M. Yes. There's ninety percent of women who can only achieve orgasm through clitoral stimulation. There's I think only like four percent of women who are solely G spot. Um, yeah i'm not actually sure of the exact um number yeah but then of course there are females who can achieve through both and i'm like great work hun (laughs) how delightful excellent work (laughs) hats off again (laughs) personally i don't achieve orgasm through g-spot stimulation i find that it's quite an uncomfortable stimulation for me when it's solely that i really enjoy penetrative sex yeah, um, which of course is rubbing against the G spot, but mm. I find that my orgasms will often come from clitoral stimulation, or mm. I will have a pseudo orgasm. I like to say from my physical connection with my partner, 
and that intimate feeling. Pseudo orgasm? I don't know. I know I know now what my clitoral orgasm feels like and that mm. is like the stereotypical uh clenching huge big dopamine release um mm. I can tell what that is that is a definite peak whereas yeah. when I am with my partner and it's just penetrative sex I will often find myself at a peak of the moment and of that intimate experience mm. but I <laughs> I like to call that my sort of like kink orgasm or where my body can just relish in the fact that it is participating in sex and I'm that close to someone and it feels great yeah but it's not the same to a point yeah but it's not the same same point as as, yeah um, yeah my clitoral orgasm going back to your g-spot that is located about an an inch and a bit inside on the front wall of the vagina it is you know, when everyone talks about that come hither motion, Mm. that's what stimulating your G spot's going to be. And if you aren't uh, finding you're achieving orgasm through clitoral stimulation, look towards the G spot. Because one of my Mm. friends that I used to work with, she realized after a couple of years of trying it out herself, she was like, I cannot achieve the sensation that people are talking about. Yeah. She realized that she was solely only internally stimulated. Wow. Okay. She was. She could only achieve orgasm now by stimulating her G spot. Yeah. It also the G spot is sort of this place to stimulate if you want to have like a visual orgasm, which yeah, squirting, which is another pornographic term, which oh I'm not hugely a fan of. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But isn't it only some people can squirt, and it's you know it's not a thing that everyone can do. I haven't done enough research. I yeah am at the uh, understanding that anyone can achieve visual orgasm. Yeah, I like it's, the way that we put it. I like doing it that way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Guys get yeah. to orgasm and they have liquid coming out. Females can yeah. also achieve that. And basically how that happens is that um, when the G-spot is stimulated, there's like a little... Uh, I don't want to be misinforming anyone because I haven't done enough research into the actual names and stuff like that, but how it's been explained to me is that G-spot stimulation um, stimulates this area which builds up uh, like this, um, I want want to say seminal fluid, but that's men, Um, but Mm -hmm. like this this fluid. Just this fluid. Underneath like where your bladder is. And it comes out of your urethra, which is why a lot of people think it looks like peeing. Or it feels like you're peeing. Or it feels like you're peeing. And that's going to be that... um, that's going to be that sensation which is why i'm not a massive fan of g-spot stimulation because i find that that is a bit too much for me i don't really enjoy it yeah um i've given it a red hot crack but i'm just not a fan (laughs) but um for some women it is incredible yeah that's that's the thing yeah Yeah. so the g-spot stimulation is going to get you to a point where you're building up all that tension and then it'll often release and with that comes often a visual orgasm Mm. um which you should not be embarrassed about by the way just anyone listening not at all and if you are ever with a guy that's about the hottest porn gets so uh if you can achieve that (laughs) yeah you've stimulated those visual creatures and they're gonna have a wild time 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Men are simple. You're beautiful creatures. I love you so much. Um, Men, we love you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry that a lot of you will have to put up with female anatomy. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. Um, so you've got the clitoris, you've got the G spot, and you also actually, the next erogenous zone is actually around your anus. Oh my God. I can't. That's, I like, I have heard about so many people trying anal because, you know, they've been mm-hmm. in long term relationships. Mm-hmm. They just want to give it a go. But like, I just can't get my head around it. Like, it is just such a mental block in my head because I'm like, that's something, you know, that's where you, you know, stuff comes out of there. Yeah. You don't usually put stuff <laughs> up there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How can that. that feel good? Well, there is more nerve endings in the like in your anal opening I don't know there's more nerve endings there than your butthole in your butthole (laughs) than there are in your vaginal opening holy shit what Mm -hmm. that's exactly I mean that's I've been doing it wrong (laughs) you've been you've been doing it wrong you've been choosing the wrong hole you've been choosing the wrong hole (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um so like it is for for women and for men alike it is a completely different sensation of that feeling of fullness in a in a different place yeah like um the only way that i can describe it is that like when someone is starting out with anal play i guess yeah it is a great idea to like start slow but understand that it's allowed to feel good and then it's also yeah. going to feel weird. Because as you were yeah. saying, it is the opposite motion that we're used to <laughs> yeah. as uh, creatures that poop. Yeah, Something going the other way innately goes against our response. Uh, like yeah. what is meant to be happening. But for men, that is the way that you can stimulate the prostate. Like it's Ooh. a bit like our G spot, but like yeah. you've got the P spot which you can either access like under like uh under the testicles in that little spot between the anus where our vagina usually is you can like uh stimulate it through there but to get direct stimulation is to go in through the back door um which is why that can feel so good because the prostate is something that the seminal fluid is going to travel through before it gets released in ejaculation. It is a very sensitive uh, sexual organ that I think a lot of men have now connotated with the fact that that is where you have prostate exams. That's where, yeah, this is a, this is bad bad place. Yeah. Yeah. But it is such a sensitive organ that i think oh people don't understand the fact that where where is it again so like oh look i'm not entirely sure but i know get as graphic as you need to like we've already warned all of our listeners like i know that you stimulate it through that come hither motion as well so it's going to be on like the the front wall of the anus um but i believe it's up a little further than your g-spot well men don't have a g-spot but like yeah. I'd say a, a good finger in. So like if you're in a heterosexual relationship, mm. you could do this by fingering or by um, what is it called? Um, strap-ons? Yeah, you can do strap-ons. But even I yeah. just say invest in a even like a vibrating butt plug. 
Oh yeah. Uh, I hate saying butt plug as well. It's but like uh, a, a, a tush device. <laughs> no, a, a tush a, device. A butt plug. A butt plug. A butt plug. <laughs> um, plug. Cuz vibration just like on any sort of like sensitive nerve endings like on the tip of your nose even is going oh, to yeah. provide that sensation. So like there there are heaps of different vibrating ones and it's a great way to uh, sort of start out with that because I find that the vibrations actually are going to um, what is it not numb but like desensitize the opening like all, yeah. you know how I said that there was more nerve endings yeah. that stimulation is actually going to like uh, desensitize that part that goes oops something's going in and not out yeah because of that this is not the zone movement and stimulation is going to activate your brain being like oh okay there's something going on mm. i don't i won't really react to the fact that it's going the other way yeah um but butt plugs are also a great tool because if your partner is interested in anal play and all this sort of stuff Often that means fingers jabbing around and things moving, which is often where a lot of that stress comes from. Yeah, and, like, they're probably feeling uncomfortable Mm -hmm. as it is if they're, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas... Because I have, have, um, sorry, um, I interrupted. Um, My, like, years and years and years ago, I was dating someone, uh, I'm not going to say who, um, for his disclosure, but he did come up to me one day um, and he was like, actually, now I tell the story, it sounds really funny. Tell me. He came, he came up to me and said, I have a secret. And I was like, okay. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I stuck my finger up my butt and I liked it. I, like, I stuck my finger up my butt and I liked it. <laughs> Um, well, good. Obviously, I was like, as, oh, as he rightly okay. should. Yeah, I like. I was like, now thinking about it, I'm like, go him for saying that to me. That's oh, awesome. Good on him. I was like 17 at the time, and I was like, oh, you're like, okay, thank. <laughs> you. What do you want me to do with that? So, like, it is like if there's any males listening, it's not weird and it's not uncommon for you to experiment with going up the tushy, like. It is something With that it, should be it, taught that it should be a part of sex, really. It's another way. It's like saying that sex is only um, putting the penis in the vagina. The fact that now that we know yeah. so many women are stimulated clitorally, we should yeah. branch it out know with men, men are... as well. And know yeah. that that is a whole different organ there that is made for pleasure. Like, yeah, live your best orgasm. And the thing is, which is funny, um, when my partner at the time told me that, he was starting to think that maybe um, that made him gay. No. And I said to him, I was like, well, you know, I, like if you are, that's totally fine. Like we'll work through that. Like obviously, you know, that's fine. But like the difference between being interested in anal play and being interested in men there is a difference, like entirely, entirely, you know, so don't feel emasculated and don't feel like, oh my God, do I really like women sort of thing? Like if you just want to give it a go, that should be an open conversation where you should feel no judgment. Mm-hmm. Like it's, exactly. and I like, 
after doing like now listening to you talk about this I had no idea that men would even like I just because you know I my boyfriend told me that when I was 17 so like I didn't even know that was a thing I thought well, thing. Maybe exactly you, you're just like yeah. oh okay but I don't know but like now speaking to you about mm-hmm. it that's crazy and like now I encourage men now I want to encourage men to experiment with that that's awesome go men fucking I know I <laughs> then again and we we do have the three very good different erogenous zones but like yes Golly, I mean we should all something learn there. about them I didn't say that with female like if you are trying it out for females the benefits of that is that you are going to actually be able to stimulate the g-spot through something uh in the anus because of the how thin the membrane is between the vagina and the anal cavity that yeah. you're actually going to be able to stimulate the g-spot through the back door yeah um which wow. is where wow yeah and not only that but like if you are having intercourse and uh, with something in the vagina having something mm. also there in the anus is going to complete that feeling of fullness and is going to again shoot off all those stimulating nerve endings a lot a lot a lot yeah i just think that it is something that is so we're so misinformed about yeah like the whole of sex we're misinformed about um yeah. and it's something that people have just put dirty connotations and kinks onto and have just chained it yeah but it is i i hate the thing being like oh well, it's another hole and it's like yeah it is it is another <laughs> hole <laughs> it's so, there <laughs> yeah so put something in it do do something there i dare you but each, yeah. each exactly to their own. And I think that really it comes down to finding what you enjoy and releasing yourself of judgment and shame that is learnt. We've learnt, mm. uh, like me, I've learnt from my parents that it is a shameful act and I've learnt from porn that only these types of people will do this. Yeah, at the end of and the if day, you do it, you're, you're this type yeah, of person. At the end of the day, sex is no longer just a form of impregnating yes that is what it is and why it feels good because we as mammals want to reproduce but we've now got birth control and we've got new ideals about it and sexual revolution like it's no longer can be treated as just reproduction and have to Mm. be now treated as a way that people share moments and build intimacy and as such Mm people's level yeah people's level of education and openness towards it has to change with that i guess yeah is that it's no longer just a thing between a husband and a wife it is a thing now between friends it is a thing now between yeah. a, someone you meet out at a bar and just like as a one night thing, thing. Yeah. it's it's something that is so prevalent within our society and yet we're still not allowed to talk about it so it's just like, i'm yeah. so glad that we can have this conversation today yeah, 100%. And I really hope that, you know, we continue on with this and we do more podcasts. Like, I think the next podcast, I'd like love to make this like a thing that we do. Okay. For sure. Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. Well, well I'll talk I about like we should... sex any day. And how much we have of it, because that happens a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just starts crying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like this is a good place for us to wrap up this little chat about <laughs> sex. Let's and reminding sex, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and just as, like, an end note to everyone out there, I think the main thing to take away from this or the main thing that I've taken away from this is to communicate with your partner and whoever you're with 
and to and like on that communication as well like if you are feeling uncomfortable then you need to speak up about it Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like you're not enjoying something you need to say something because it is about you just as much as it's about them amen it is an act between two people and you are just as valid as the other person in the room yes you are we love you so much Oh, today right. was so incredible, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me on this That's awesome okay, podcast. Hayley. You are more than welcome anytime. Yay! All right, thanks guys for listening. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Bye, Haley. You want to say bye? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.